Welcome to Education Beat. I'm Ann Vasquez, CEO of EdSource. Walk into any high school in California these days, and you're likely to find students enrolled in something called Pathways. That means they take a series of courses about career and technical education at the same time as they're preparing for a possible college education. For some, that might mean they're focused on performing arts. Others might be learning about healthcare and doing internships at a hospital. At El Cerrito High School in West Contra Costa Unified, some students are learning about radio and producing and hosting their own radio shows. You are listening to KECG El Cerrito. Hello, everyone. This is host Christian, and today I'll bring to you the food segment. Welcome to Togo McSelvey. It's your host, Atticus, and your co-host. What does it take to create a high school radio program? And what do the students get out of it? Here is this week's Education Beat with host Zadie Stabley. On KECG Radio, you might hear a show about the virtues and vices of kale. Going to a restaurant, seeing kale on the menu and ordering it, I don't really think I'd be too inclined to get kale. But I would keep kale in my like refrigerator just because of the health benefits. Or a show recommending which cities to visit during different okay. times of the year. So for our first national recommended place to travel to in the spring is New Orleans, yeah, I recommend it. I've been there once with my dad. Whoa, how was it? It was really fun. Or yeah, even an old-time around. radio show about an intrepid insurance investigator. Alaska. It's a big gold mine, a big one, sitting on top of a rich vein. And why don't you fly on out here and tell, let me tell you about it? Why not? Shall I bring my own pick and shovel? No. No, Johnny. Huh? Just bring your gun. KECG is the radio station at El Cerrito High School in the Bay Area, north of Oakland. The high school has had its own radio station since 1978. Under longtime station manager and radio skills teacher Corey Mason, students had their pieces featured on KQED and NPR, and one student podcast was named in the top 10 student podcasts in the U.S. by the New York Times. During the pandemic, the radio class went on hiatus, but now it's up and running again under the leadership of a new teacher, Jean-Marie Esaturo. You know, when I first started talking to people about my new job, almost everybody I talked to said some version of, do kids even know what the radio is? And when I told that to my class, they were all sort of offended. Where do we know what the radio is? Like radio to them is still very alive and relevant. Um, They may only listen to it in the car or they may think of it as something that their parents listen to, but um, we actually do have some students where before coming to this class, they were already avid radio listeners. So it's been really exciting to just see what they come up with. They've been really creative and really focused and really dedicated. The students have come up with all kinds of different shows. We have a bunch of music programs of all different genres. We have a lot of talk shows. We have a talk show called Overrated Underrated, where various topics are presented and then rated, whether they're over or underrated. Uh, we have a dating advice show. It's called Bay's Bonanza. It's on Mondays. Um, they haven't needed callers yet. There's, they have a lot of material. You haven't lived until you've gotten dating advice from high school students. Let me tell you, it is amazing. Um, we have a Maidenless is a talk show that's all about video games, and they're actually going to be doing a, um, there's going to be a crossover between Maidenless and our political talk show, It's Not All Black and White, where they're going to be discussing uh, recipes that you can make out of Pokemon, which makes sense to them, but not to me. There's also, of course, the radio drama I mentioned earlier. 
Yours Truly Johnny Dollar was actually a real radio drama that aired on CBS radio for more than a decade, from 1949 to 1962. You mean that somehow they deliberately caused that glacier to destroy the whole operation? It's a possibility, isn't it? Well, a pretty far-fetched one, if you ask me. Change the course of a glacier? Few six dynamite carefully placed. Oh, come off it, Bill. Did you ever see a glacier? So they are getting old scripts of yours truly, Johnny Dollar, and then acting them out and then producing them with sound effects. Johnny Dollar. This is Bill Chadwick, Northwestern Soda Company. Howdy, Bill. How are things in Seattle? They're like, I didn't think we would have a full-blown radio drama with sound effects and everything. Like, literally, the, when I heard that first episode, when I was grading the first recorded assignment, when I was playing the file, when the when the, it started and they had the first sound effects, I literally fell out of my chair because <laughs> I was just like, wait, what? They did what? It was just really cool. There are 38 students in two different radio classes. Most of them are on the radio. The others run the operating boards and do other technical stuff behind the scenes. Especially now, I think, you know, coming out of the pandemic, having the opportunity to do something that's really creative and iterative, you know, like I think of this as as design thinking when we're learning. So we talk about like planning, trying, doing, reviewing, revising, and then starting over. And just having that experience and being able to have a tangible product, like students can tell their parents to turn on the radio and hear them on the radio, or they can record a PSA and then they hear it pop up, you know, in the recordings as things cycle through. Um, I think it's really important and valuable, and it's not the kind of thing that you get too much of, I think, in, in regular school. This is Education Beat getting to the heart of California schools. I'm Zadie Stavely. This week, how a radio class amplifies student voices. My colleague Ali Tadion wrote about El Cerrito High School's radio program for EdSource. Hi, Ali. Hi, Zadie. So, Ali, tell me, how did you first hear about El Cerrito High School's radio station? Uh, Well, I wasn't familiar with it at first, but uh, when I was reporting on a different story, someone from the district told me about it and how it was a cool program that should have been highlighted. Okay. And then when you went to visit, what what stood out to you? Well, what stood out to me the most was that it was like totally student run. Uh, You know, sometimes when you hear that, you think it's like, you know, the teachers running the show and then the students may be participating in it. But uh They were totally like running the whole program, the whole radio station. When I first walked in, it was like a pretty busy scene. They were in the middle of a radio marathon. So when you walk into the classroom, there's like a traditional classroom with a whiteboard and everything and a computer in the back. And then to your left, as you walk in, there's two radio studios. Um, And they're like totally sound treated, you know, they've got basically what you would imagine if you think of what, you know, a radio studio would look like, microphones and control boards. And as I walked in, there were two students in one of the two rooms that were playing a radio show. 
And then the other one, it was uh, they were preparing to go. So I sat in there as they got going, and it was a it was a chess club show called Confused Chess, um, where they they played like virtual chess against people and kind of narrated it, and it was it was funny. I think the the, the horsey's next to the castle. Well, that was very accurate. All right, cool. Um, the castle is called a rook. Oh yeah, um, which is good to know. And the Ali, do you have a sense of how common it is to have a high school radio station in California? I've heard of a few other uh, high schools with radio stations, but I don't think it's too common. I know you talked with students who are part of this radio program. So, what did they tell you about the class? Uh, well, they really made it their own. Um, you know, they they could kind of do whatever they want. You know, as long as it was within FCC guidelines. Um, but yeah, they could do any radio show they wanted and uh, make it their own and also kind of learn on the fly, learn as they go, which is maybe something they don't get in other classes, you know, with a traditional textbook and standards. But a lot of a lot of the learning going on in that class was just sort of trial and error, figuring it out. I know you talked with um, Ace Lackey, who is a senior, and they're involved in a bunch of different shows. They were definitely really into it, um, kind of, I, I think, maybe the unofficial, like, station director. They had some interesting stuff to say. I think what really resonated with them was, was sort of the time and place of the radio shows, you know? They recognized that no matter what they end up doing uh, with the rest of their life, they're still going to have those sound clips, uh, you know, it's always going to be like a... A, a time that they look back on. There's something I think a lot more human to it, which isn't to say that other art forms aren't human. It's just that this is very spontaneous. Like today we had to switch around several things in the schedule on the fly because people came in and were like, we have scheduling changes. And we were like, great, we can handle this. It's fine. This morning during the big block at the start, we were scrambling to find different CDs to play and like, on one hand, it's a little stressful, but on the other hand, the, the adrenaline rush you get from that and working together with everybody to make it work is really rewarding. I think no matter where we are in time, I think radio still holds a special place in, uh, in people's hearts, students as well. Ace says having the radio program back at El Cerrito High is really important. We used to have like an auto shop class and things, and most of them have completely died off. And most of the time I was at the school, the radio station was also dead. Um, freshman year, it was only something seniors on the media track could be a part of. And then the year of COVID and the year after, nothing was happening. And then it just kind of came back. And I was immediately like, I want to do that. And I want to make sure it doesn't die again, because there's a very high chance it'll die again if people don't try really don't, hard don't to keep it alive because yeah, things at this yeah. school die very easily. So Ali, tell me about Xavier Ramos. I know he's a senior and he hosts Sports Across the Sea. It's a talk show focused on international sports, but he also started something else new at the radio station, right? Xavier Ramos uh, was, was really cool. He had a sort of a childhood dream of uh, being able to announce a baseball game. Uh, what I would do with my dad every time we would go to an A's game is we would listen to the radio as the game was going on. Uh -huh. And we would also just listen to the radio, you know, whenever they were playing. 
Uh, so I grew up listening to voices like Ken Korak and Vince Catronio, and I just, over time, that became such a main part of my life where that was something that I wanted to do, where I wanted to call games for really anybody. So uh, he got the opportunity to do that with this class. Xavier decided to try it out for El Cerrito High School games. There's a whole story to how Xavier and some other kids got it together to broadcast during a game. We got all the equipment together. We, they went out there after school with their truck, and we clued together a, an antenna pole out of my old pole pruner. I took the pruning saw off of it and then put it in a Christmas tree stand. <laughs> and so we put the antenna on the pole pruner and like cranked it up and used some random rope and some tent stakes as guy lines, and it worked. Strike they pitched out there, throw over to second, not close. He is out. It was another sort of uh, learn-as-you-go moment, you know. You can't really teach a class on how to announce a baseball game, so we kind of went into it and and gave it a shot, and sounds like a pretty memorable experience. The first one was a little rough uh, because I think we just weren't really 100% ready for what may have happened, but I think it went okay. Xavier has now announced three games so far. He studies up on how other people call games on their radio. Uh, I get nervous about it like the whole day leading up to it because I want to make sure I have the right notes and the right paper. But then when I'm actually there, I have the headphones on. I have the score sheet, so I'm keeping score of the game, making sure you know I'm not like missing any pitches or anything like that. And then I'm just calling it how I see it, so it, it becomes much more of like a natural flow for me. I think I've, I've, I really enjoy that much. Cool. I, is this what you want to pursue as a career? I would like to be able to. I know it's going to be difficult because there's only so many announcing jobs that you can get. Yeah. Um, I do have backup plans, but I, I would like to, in a perfect world, I would end up being like a, a broadcaster over the radio for, for a team. Teacher Jean Marie Asaturo says this whole experience exemplifies what teaching and learning is all about for her. You know, Xavier got a chance to do something that he's always dreamed of doing, which is call a baseball game. And he did an amazing job. And everybody got that experience of, like, just having an idea and being able to then do it, which, you know, I went to Cal Poly, whose motto is learn by doing, so that's, like, a good, I take that approach, like, if you want to do learn something, try it out. Ali, Xavier's thinking of going into this as a career, but I'm guessing not everyone in the class is planning on going into radio. But the class is technically a career and technical education class, right? So... Kind of, can you tell me how academic it is? Well, it's it's very academic. I mean, they have quizzes. Um, they have lessons based on standards for a radio class, and then the the show itself is sort of treated as like the final project. And yeah, they it's it's just like any other class, you know, you with a final project and you know quizzes along the way and lessons. Um, but it's all based around these radio programs. The class uh, gives them the opportunity to self-evaluate their work, um, and there's also opportunities for uh, peer evaluations. What do you think the students are getting out of it? Um, I think it's twofold. I think, one, the students are getting an opportunity to have their voices heard beyond just the school. And also, I think the, the important thing that a lot of students take away, even if they, don't, they aren't considering going into a career in radio, just being able to come away with it with a final 
product that they're proud of, that they can put their name on and t attach themselves to. I think that gives students a lot of pride. And uh, I think that's, those are important lessons that they really value. Ms. Asaturo says it's been really fun as a teacher too. And it's really gratifying just to see how much they've grown from the early days where everybody was kind of like, I don't know, what would I possibly do to having weekly programs and coming up with different ideas for every week and scheduling guests. And like for today, you know, we've got parents coming in, you know, like the chess club just showed up because they heard we had a chess show. So that's been really cool. So it's fun to see the excitement build and I hope to see it continue to grow as the years go on. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Education Beat, getting to the heart of California schools, a production of EdSource. You can find Ali's story at edsource.org. Our producer is Kobe McDonald. Special thanks to Jean Maria Saturo, Ace Lackey, Xavier Ramos, and all the other radio students at El Cerrito High School, and to our reporter, Ali Tadion. Our CEO is Anne Vasquez. Our theme music is from Blue Dot Sessions. This episode was brought to you by the Chamberlain Education Foundation. I'm Zadie Stavely. Join us next week and subscribe so you won't miss an episode.